Nikki's thoughts. She dives into your brain. Nikki's thoughts. She's a queen with a frame. Nikki's thoughts. Melanated and spiritually in tune. Nikki's thoughts. Unapologetic with energy like Oshuno Shoes. When you hear her, you're gonna go on a journey. Nikki's thoughts. Heartbreak. Advice. She got you. Don't you worry. She's a boss. She's a boss. Nikki's thoughts. Greetings and Nikki's blessings, thoughts. y'all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Nikki's Thoughts Podcast. I am your girl, A. Nicole, and I would like to um, thank you for tuning in. And I would also like to ask that you rate, review, and tell a friend just how dope you think this podcast is, right? Um, so presently, I am in New York City. Um, I have been here about a week. Um, I had to come up, I had to get away because, uh, this was like really surprising to me. Uh, I really took DMX's death, like his, his hospitalization, just everything, all of the events. Like I really, like, I really, I really felt for him, you know, like I really, I took that hard. Um, you know, and, and, and it's deeper than being an empath. Um, my father passed away last May, um, and it was due to a drug um, overdose. And um, like I wasn't raised with my dad. My parents uh, divorced when I was very, very young. Um, so I was shielded from, you know, I guess the horrors of... Um, you know, having an addict for a father, a family member, period. And on top of that, my father was very high functioning. You know, my father was this um, this working, educated man who dressed well. Every time I saw him, he was put together, you know, ladies man, all of those things. Um, so and he died. He, he died by himself. No one was around. It was him by himself um, in his home. And I think that what uh, triggered me the most was, like, I grew up listening to DMX. Like, um, shit, what, high school on. Like, I was a huge DMX fan. Like, I just loved his freaking music. Um, Being from the East Coast as myself, especially when I began to go to school, high school in Colorado, like I always made sure that I gravitated, not even made sure, I just naturally did. I gravitated to East Coast um, artists because that's all we bumped at home, you know, where I was from in DC. So um, seeing his, being a fan of his work, seeing his brilliance, you know, his vulnerability, his struggles and all of these things, um, it humanized him. You know, like, wow, like you're really going through shit, especially as I grew up and I became a mental health professional. Um, And I didn't get that with my father. 
you know, and growing up, he just wasn't there. So it was like an out of sight, out of mind. Um, I really didn't see him as like this broken man, this, this broken child who had, you know, endured so much fucking trauma, so much childhood trauma, adolescent trauma, uh, uh, young adulthood and on type of trauma, um, where, you know, he wanted to self-medicate until he became numb. And then I thought about, you know, how my father had tried to reach out, you know, and talk and be vulnerable with me. Um, especially he died six months after his mother died, you know, after, um, his mom died, he just really relapsed. Um, and really just whatever. And I couldn't talk to him about it because his mother always disowned me and my brother. And he never protected us from that. He never stood up for us. None of that. So I didn't want to hear that shit. You know, um, like, I don't want to hear anything about her. Like, that's your mom. You do your thing. And um, I guess I really hurt him. But I mean, I still stand on that. Like, um, I don't want to hear it. You weren't there to protect me and my brother from her disrespect, you know. So, oh, no. And no, I don't even want to give you a session for it. I don't want to hear it. So just seeing it with DMX, it was like, man, like, oh, like it was just really heavy for me. Um, And I just was like, wow, like this addiction shit is some real stuff. It was like a, a eye opener for me because like I said, because I wasn't raised with my dad, um, I didn't see, I didn't, it didn't, it, it didn't personalize it with him. You know what I mean? And because my father was always put together um, when I saw him, um, you know, he was very high functioning with it. So, but like I said, when I like really look back and I thought about it, like, you know, I remember times my dad would call me and he would be just slurred speech, just slurred, you know, um, and even his DUI, see, he caught a DUI like every fucking year. And I would be like, yo, like, this isn't even part of you being my dad. Like, I could be out on that street, you know, like, with your grandson. You know, somebody else could be out on that street. Like, you're really out here, like, putting people in harm, you know, but out of control. You know, just out of control. Um, And so I was able to forgive my dad, you know, like, and even say it out loud. Like, you know what, I forgive you. You know, like, I just, yeah, it was like a release for me. And, like, since my dad passed last May, I've just been, like, it just, like, accelerated, like, healing for me, especially when it came to men. Because the year before that, I had ended a relationship because I realized the pattern, you know, that I was picking, um, I was choosing um, my dad again, just like I did with my, with my ex-husband, you know, I was, I was going to get into the same situation, the same type of guy, just a different, you know, makeup and having conversations with my mom, um, you know, her father was the same, you know? So it's like, yo, I'm out here breaking generational curses and then my dad passes. And then it's like, all right, now we're going to accelerate the healing and really, get into it because I didn't realize that I had put away so much shit, you know, just like, cause like 
when my parents split, it was like, okay, I don't have a dad anymore. All right, cool beans. I still overachieved. I still, it didn't stop me from doing anything. You know, I, I was still that, you know, golden child. Um, and then I had to realize even with that, um, in my relationships that I was choosing, um, I liked, I preferred guys who I didn't have to be like, they, 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 they didn't have to be all up on me, you know, like long distance was cool with me because I had shit I needed to do. You know, I, I had, I was in, you know, school, grad school, the PhD program. Then I began my businesses and all of this. So like, no, I don't want to see you every day. No, I don't want to, you know, until I started healing. And I'm like, yo, you are used to thriving without the presence of a man, you know, which is cool, which is good, but it's to the point where you prefer that and you, you've started to pick men who, you know, are unavailable or men who cannot tune into you 100% and tune into you the way you deserve. And then they have all of these features of your dad, such as not being able, not being strong, you know, because you're always the strong one. You know, you've been, you've had to teach yourself to be strong in the presence of a man or in the absence of a man. So like just stepping into my divine feminine and softening and opening. That's the, 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 the phase that I'm on on my pattern app, my softening and opening phase. And I'm like, bullshit, but it's true. So like, I just noticed like, there's a difference in me. Like I even attract different type of fucking men, you know, it's just a beautiful thing. And I'll go into that, um, on another episode, but, um, anyway, I, I just was emotional every since, you know, hearing about his hospitalization, you know, um, and if you all are not familiar, um, with the story, not the, it's not a story. It's a real deal. Holyfield, um, DMX is a rapper, prolific rapper, um, carried fucking Def Jam on his fucking back, um, as a member of the Rough Riders, um, and you all may be familiar with the rapper Eve. She came out of the Rough Riders, um, Dragon, um, was it the Locks? No, that was Locks with Bad Boy. One of them, one of them groups. Um, I think it was the Locks though, maybe earlier, but, um, yeah, you know, Swiss Beats did all the music, produced his really good friends with Swiss Beats, um, who also took it hard. Um, so he was, uh, and he, he began using drugs early. Like he, he became addicted to crack cocaine when he was 14. He's like, he's always been very upfront about his struggles. You know, his mom dropped him off, um, you know, with, with at the foster place. Um, she was very abusive to him. I remember seeing a, um, interview and he was a recent interview and he was like, to the, to this day, his mother has never told him that she loved him. And like me as an empath, me as a mom, me as a child, I just was like, oh my gosh, you know, like, like that's, that's some heavy fucking shit. Um, so, you know, he's been in and out of rehab, um, as, as, as addicts are. Cause I know that my dad was too. Um, and he's, he has overdosed before. I think, um, 2016, he was found unresponsive in a parking lot, but they were able to, um, resuscitate him. But this go around, um, on April 2nd of this year, 
Um, he was rushed to the hospital um, following an, a heart attack from what they believe was an overdose. Um, and he, he was subsequently put on life support because he suffered um, cerebral hypoxia, which is um, oxygen deprivation from the brain when your, when your brain receives no oxygen. So it begins to die. So um, I believe the reports were saying that um, he, he was without um, oxygen to the brain for at least 30 minutes. And I was like, huh, you know thinking just off back, I was like, man, uh, that it's, he, it's going to take a lot to recover from that, you know, but I'm lifting him up, you know, cause I've seen it. I've seen it, you know? Um, but they said that he was in a vegetative state and they wanted to wait and see, you know, give it some time to, to test him again, to see if there was any brain activity, if there was anything that would give them hope that there was still life, you know, outside of him just being, you know, present but not present in the vegetative state, whether to take him off of the life support. And um, when he did the, the second test, um, uh, he there was no brain activity. So the family, you know, had to make the painful decision, you know, whether to take him off of the life support. And they chose to take him off the life support. And um I just was like, oh my gosh, like when he passed, I was just like, I just, I was already crying, you know, since the hospitalization, you know, um, and just like when he passed, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like I just was really fucked up. So, you know, um, I was like, this is just another level of healing, you know, because I, even though you know, I've come to grips with the things with my dad, like it's, it was still like a callus for me. Like I had taken his, his, um, his altar down, you know, so I'm like, why well, I got an altar for you? Your ass wasn't even around. You know what I mean? Like take this shit down. Let's go, you know, take that Hennessy off of that. Nope, nope, no, no more like Newport, no more none of that. Let's go. Um, but I was like, I realized, no, you have to actually forgive him and it's not for him. It's for you. Although I did a reading and the reader has said that she was like, he is in turmoil. You know, he's not resting easy because it's hitting him, you know, his actions. Um, and when I said it out loud, like, you know, I forgive you, Joe. Um, I felt so much better. And like, even speaking about him now, I don't feel that heaviness or that like slow stirring of anger that I'm like, all right, chill. You know, it's like, hey, you know, he wasn't there. And um, I had a girlfriend put it into perspective for me one time. I was like, oh, I wonder, like, what if my mom wasn't this way? Or what if my dad wasn't this way? And what if, you know, basically my experiences growing up was different? And she was like, she's like, just really like perplexed. And she was like, yeah, but then you wouldn't be April Nicole. You wouldn't be a Nicole. Like, I know you would be successful, I'm sure. I'm sure you would still, you know, I'm not saying you would be a piece of shit, but you wouldn't be who you are. You wouldn't be able to give us what you give us. You wouldn't have the insight, the wisdom, all of these things that we love you for. So do you really want to take that away? And I was like, you're right. So like, definitely now it's just not personalized, you know, um, so when he, when I did get the news that he passed, I just, I just loaded up, 
me and um Kingston and Pretty Paws, and we hit the road. Um, you know, and initially I was only supposed to be here until Wednesday. Um, and I was like, no, I'm going to extend. I'm going to wait until Sunday. And, um, I know that that's something that we talk about, you know, like when we say to women, particularly, like if you can afford it, invest in luxury for yourself, you know, invest in resting, invest in all of these things. And, um, I know like me as an entrepreneur, me as a business owner or businesswoman, period, like I overwork, like I'm a creative. So like you have to work within the spirit of, you know, your creative energy. A lot of creatives will tell you this when you come up with an idea. It's not like, oh, yeah, we'll get to it. I'll get to that tomorrow. or I'll get to that this weekend. No, you have that energy. So you have to keep going. And then, you know, running um, my brands and running my businesses, my stores, like all of those things, the online stores. It's a lot. And I had to tell myself one day I was like, yo, Nick, if you were an employer, you know, just an employer outside of yourself and you were working for you, you would be like, oh, no, you got me fucked up. You wouldn't have it from that employer trying to treat you like this. So why do you do yourself like this? You know, and that's the other side of entrepreneurship that nobody talks about. You know, everybody feels like you have to be in hustle, 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 hustle mode. I've learned, no, you have to rest because you're going to be ragged. And that also ages the skin, y'all. And I'm just not in the business of being aged prematurely. That's not what I'm in the business of, you know? So it's like, if you can afford to step away if you can afford to give yourself rest, you know, because that is a luxury to me at this point. Rest is the luxury to me, you know, uh, t- taking time away, you know, spending time with my baby, spending time with, you know, my my dog, you know, like you, that. that's what that's what it is to me. My time, the value of my time, my free time, you know, because it's really not free. Um, So I'm just not overworking myself anymore. I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge. And that's what I did. So, um, I am up here. I've been maxing, um, Kingston. He dipped out on me. He went to Queens to hang out with his cousins, you know, and I was cool with that because who to have a Gemini, you, 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 you take every break you can get at this point. So, um, he dipped out on me. Uh, so it's just been me and pretty paws in here. Um, I've been meditating. Um, I've been sleeping. I've been reading. I've been learning. I've been journaling. I've been resting because there's a difference between rest and sleep. Um, and I think a lot of people need to realize that rest is essential, particularly when you're healing and when you're doing your shadow work, because that is what recharges you. You know, you just got finished releasing a whole lot of, you know, toxicity, a whole lot of, you know, shit that's been holding you back, a whole lot of shit that you just don't need no more. You need to rest anytime you do a workout, anytime you overexert yourself, because if anybody's done shadow work, if anybody has really healed, and I'm not talking about that healing that you see on TV, I'm talking about the real deal, holy field, where you sliding down them motherfucking walls crying, you know what I mean? And you just in there punching the air like Cuba Gooding, junior that type of healing you are tired 
You are exhausted. You are spent. So people out there, if you're out there healing, if you're out there doing shadow work, please rest and please drink water to hydrate yourself, especially if you're doing a lot of crying. You are losing tears, you know, please, please, please. So, um, yeah, anyway, I've been here, I've been maxing, I've been hanging out with my friends and stuff and letting them love up on me and we talking and stuff like that. It's been like really fucking amazing. I've been, me and Pretty been going on walks and stuff and I'm stopping and talking to people. You know, I'm, I am noticing that I am softening and opening up. Like I'm just like more, hmm. and I just be thinking to myself sometimes, especially when I be walking off like, Nicole, what the fuck was that? All that, <laughs> what, what was that? But I, yeah, I'm like, yeah, so... <laughs> See, but anyway, so I wanted to talk today about recovering from social media, you know, grief, trauma, whatever, because we have taken some hard fucking hits in our community. Okay, it's like news after news after news after news. We got George Floyd, his murder trial going on. You know, which is the Derek Chauvin case. I'm going to keep calling it that. Either we're going to call it the George George Floyd murder trial, or uh, 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 the 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 people versus Derek Chauvin. You know, and speaking of which, I need to do a correction. George Floyd. Um, the last podcast I was talking about Fred Hampton of the uh, Chicago chapter of the. Um, Black Panther Party, uh, and I called him George Hampton, so please forgive me, y'all, because I was listening to that on the way to the gym the next day, and I was like, now why the hell, and then Adam didn't say nothing, he just posted that shit, um, but yeah, it's Fred Hampton, not George Hampton, um, so please forgive me on that, um, hiccup, but anyway, um, we've been, we've been taking in, you know, we're dealing with, uh, his murder trial, you know, of, of him being just assassinated, you know, him being like brutally murdered in, in cold blood. I don't know where this second degree, this manslaughter shit is coming from, but I'm glad that I didn't pick the law to, to study because I don't know what the fuck they talking about. No, no, no. We won't be having that. Um, that was intentional to kneel on a man's neck, to kneel your whole body weight on a man's neck for nine plus minutes, nine plus minutes. While your good old boys stood fucking a guard and while you had a EMT identify herself, uh, uh, please let me intervene. Hey, this man needs assistance. Hey, what are you doing? This is not a good look. Let me intervene and provide assistance. No, you had a martial arts expert out there telling the man, hey, what you're doing, you're going to kill him. That is a death grip. That is a death technique. Stop. Mm, like I said, the whole gang was out there like they was waiting on the fucking bus. <sighs> So while we're dealing with this, now we have other black men being fucking brutally fucking murdered by the fucking cop. We out here mistaking motherfucking tasers for guns. Where they do that at? Where do they do that at? Where? My son can tell you the difference between a taser and a fucking gun. And he's 13. He could have told you at seven. Maybe even five. Because I've been a, a pistol-toting... Nigga on your damn street for a minute. Yes. I was going to say the whole thing, but I'm going to just keep it at that. So, yeah. So, how are you 
misinterpreting a gun for a taser. And like, I love how, you know, you kill black men or just black people, period. And you, you write it off as a mistake. Oh, shit. I thought it was a so-and-so. Oh, I thought I saw, I thought I saw a putty cat. Oh, forgive me. Huh. Like, what in the fuck? And then I see this video of this young man trying to walk home and this white dude barefoot. Ugh. He's motherfucking in his face with, I think it was a couple of white women out there asking him where he is or what, what is he doing in the neighborhood? Walk the fuck on. You know, just in this man's personal space, in this man's fucking face, the white dude all up on him, like looking like motherfucking Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, the black dude goes to uh, go ahead, leave, leave. Okay, he goes to turn to leave. Now the motherfucker in his face, following him. And the dude is like, yo, you telling me to leave and you in my face, you know, let me leave. I just, uh, mm. it's just like, and all of this shit is by design. I've been saying this to you all. All of this shit is by design. All of this shit is to show us our place. Yeah, we still killing y'all niggas and ain't nothing happening. Yeah, we still killing y'all niggas and we don't give a fuck about that. Yep. And then it's a double-edged sword because not only are these folks out here lynching us, not only is it open season on us, but they gonna put the shit on TV for all of us to see. Oh, and this is how we out here killing y'all and what we getting away with. This is the murder that we getting away with. We all we always hear about people. Oh, he get away with murder. Oh, she get away with murder. Uh, that's some real. Sh- that's some real shit. And not only is it some real shit, we gonna show y'all how we gonna do it. <laughs> all of that shit is psychological. You always, I always tell people, even my baby, think about the psychology behind it. You know, because shit ain't always cut and dry, especially when it comes to racism, especially at this point with racism. It's like, all right, we have to be more sophisticated in our approaches because we can't be out here just swinging, stringing niggas up on trees no more. No, we got to be a little bit more advanced, a little bit more innovative with our shit. You know, and that's all that this is. I spoke about picnics, pick niggas. You know, you pick a nigga, you string them up on a motherfucking tree. White people get together. They bring their fucking babies, they dogs, even the fucking help. I bet a lot of y'all didn't know that. They bring a lot of their fucking help, the black help, to watch the shit. All of this shit is, is by design. And that's why I say turn that shit off. And I know it just builds up and it just builds up and it just builds up. You know, and what, when you, when you go into rage, what's going to happen? You're going to get your ass in trouble and you're just going to be another nigga off the street. And that's not what it's about. So, um, I wanted to discuss, um, you know, some tips, um, for dealing with grief that's caused by social media. So let's go on ahead and get into it, shall we? Okay, so the first thing is a no-brainer. Y'all got to turn the TV off. 
Y'all got to turn the TVs off. That is the source. TV to me. I don't, I, I'm not a TV watcher unless it's like a documentary. You see how I say it like that? Documentary. That should show y'all my age. I don't call it a documentary. I call it a documentary. Unless I'm watching a documentary, uh, Housewives of Atlanta, because that's my guilty pleasure. That's my guilty pleasure. Um, or really, that's it. Or, you know, if you want to call it that, like I watch YouTube, like I'll do like, um, it'll be like shit on there, like tapping into spirituality, tapping into this shit like that. But that's not really TV or like uh, card readings and shit like that and aura cleansing and plant shit. So that's like, I'm, I'm like the born person. I'm not a TV uh, watcher, but this is the reason why. As an empath, I have realized that TV is one of my biggest antagonists because like that, that is your overstimulation. It is a stimuli, especially TV today where every motherfucking news station is talking about some type of murder, some type of motherfucking uh, sensationalized fucking story. That's not for the highest good of your motherfucking aura. That's not for the highest good of your energy. So I have to tell people like, yo, I don't think that I'm better than you. I'm not one of them snooty. I didn't watch TV. <laughs> I'd rather read a book. No, listen, I cannot do it because it's, it's too much for me. You know, it. I, I will become overstimulated and then like I have to come up with my ways to like bring, de-escalate myself, one. And two, I'm already overstimulated at my fucking job. You're dealing with mental health? Look, that's TV. That's the first 48. That's motherfucking uh, Maury. That's motherfucking uh, 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 Judge Mathis. That's everything. Housewives of Atlanta, love and hip hop. It's every motherfucking thing at my job. So when I get home, I don't want to be simulated. I don't know. I want to like unplug and like charge. So um, I don't watch TV. You know, I tell people it's, I, I can't do it. You know, it's no, no shade. If you want to watch it, watch it, watch that shit. But I don't do it. So back to this, turn the TV off. You know what I mean? Stop watching that shit. Like, I, I asked my mom, oh my gosh, she, I, I drove her to the airport, what, the week before last? Woo, I have not had to watch the George Floyd or listen to it, the trial, nothing. I was like, all right, mama, give me my hug, uh, see you later. Um, but I'm just like, mama, how can you watch this day in and day out with every time I come down into this living room, I'm seeing this man by this tire with a knee on his fucking neck. Like, and you just watch all day. How? Just over and over and over again. And like one time I was like, mom, we're going to turn this TV off. We're going to turn this shit off for like an hour or two. We're going to find something else to watch. You can watch you some motherfucking in the heat of the night. You can watch you some motherfucking all my children. You can watch you some motherfucking, uh, what is it, 90 Day Fiance. I don't give a fuck what you watch. But we're not watching this for like two hours. You got to give my house a break. I'm going to light some sage up in this shit. Listen, I turn around, come back down to the living room. She is on her phone looking at articles and stuff about the fucking uh, case. And I was just like, oh, my mom's a Gemini too. Huh. So that's another thing. Put them phones down. Get off them, explore pages, get off of them. First of all, you know, check the pages that you're following. If you're following a lot of pages that are putting out, you know, gossip fodder or putting out, you know, things that are not conducive to your motherfucking leveling up and your well-being and your peace, please delete them. You know, hey, for a bit, 
unfollow CNN for now. Take that shit off of your phone dash. You know how the alerts come up? You know, unfollow Fox or unfollow. Take them alerts off of your, your screen. You don't want to see them for a while. You know, um, your, your, your phone calls. When we're talking about your phone. It's time for you to set boundaries. Hey, hey girl, or hey my guy, I don't want to talk about um, the, 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 the Derek Chauvin uh, trial. I don't want to talk about George Floyd. I just need a break, you know, or, hey, I don't want to talk about, um, you know, that kid getting, getting, getting murdered, you know, uh, after they mistaken the shit, the, the, the taser gun. I, I just, I don't want to talk about that. You know, like I just need to take a break. That's a boundary. Let your friends know. Let your family know. I don't want to talk about that. Like my mom, she'd be like, okay, so they brought the pulmonary specialist up today. And he showed the exact minute that uh, George uh, uh, passed away. And I was like, mama. Okay. So here's the thing. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay. We talk about whatever you want to talk about. We talk about bingo. We talk about the shy lights, the stylistics, whatever the fuck you want to talk about. But I just know, I just need a break. Now, um, perhaps like if you give me a week, whatever, I, I don't mind talking to you about, you know, the updates, the developments, but like just for a while, let's just not talk about that. Okay. Even though you're gone and stuff, you're still calling me with the shit. So that, that kind of defeats the purpose. So like, let's just chill out a little bit. And for the most part, she's with it. She's cool with it or whatever. So, you know, you are spent is what I'm trying to say. So this is your time to recharge. And you can't recharge your battery when you keep unplugging a motherfucker from the wall. <sighs> to drain it some more. Can't do that. You got the flashlight on. You got all of this shit going on. Just draining it. So, no. Um, and like I said, take a break from discussing the details and the trauma um, of the event. You know, like, I'm not saying not talk about it. That's going to be my next um, bullet. But take a break from discussing, like, oh, you know, like, and, and, and they, they gunned him down and they, they this, they, they, you know, the things that are producing those, those gut-wrenching emotions from you that is re-traumatizing you. You know, that, that, that has you in a tizzy. Take a break from discussing that. And on the contrary, while you're giving your mind a break, because your mind is already processing that same information and you just keep, you know, spinning the wheel back for them to start over, you know, so let your mind process it. You know, the details, you know, what's going on, all of those things. Okay. We're going to process this for a second. All right. So take a break from discussing the details and trauma of the event and switch gears and talk to someone, therapist, um, a close friend, family, you know, a trusted confidant, whoever, about the way you have been affected by it and your feelings, because that's what needs to be ironed out now, is how you're feeling, how it's affecting you. Talk about that instead, because that is what is proactive. You've already talked about the case. You've already talked about the details. Um, you know, if you were also affected by DMX's death, we, we know about his struggle. We, we know, you know, like, you know, he's, he was in a vegetative stage. You know, he's, he's been in pain for such a long time. Oh my gosh. You know, but talk about how this is making you feel like I had to tell, you know, um, one of my girlfriends, I was like, um, cause I haven't had a chance to speak with my therapist about it yet, 
but I was like, well, I just, I just feel for black men. I feel for all of us, but it's like either, you know, we're, they're so victimized by their circumstances. You know what I mean? Like, you know, being victimized, being, being fucking, uh, uh, hunted by the police, being hunted by motherfucking, uh, uh, substance fucking abuse, how they were pumping fucking drugs and crack, but drugs, crack is drugs, but drugs and all that type of shit into our fucking neighborhoods. And it wasn't just affecting our adults, the parents, the grandparents, the aunties, whatever. It was affecting the children. My father also began smoking and drinking at a young age. Now, um, his, I don't think his, his drug of choice was uh, crack cocaine. And that was another reason why I was kind of like, um, removed from it because like my dad, I was like, well, my dad is not a crackhead. And that's what you always think about when you think of, you know, drug addicts. Some of the time it's like, you go crackhead, crackhead, you know? And it was like, no, that's not my dad. You know, his, his drug of choice was heroin and cocaine and alcohol. And that's some, that hair on. Fuck heroin. That hair on, I'm going to say it like Judge Mathis. That shit is the white horse. Whew. Like that's some real deal fucking Holyfield type shit. You want to go on trips first class on that shit. All right. Like that's some, uh, I catch you when I catch you. That's some Nassau shit. So, you know, just running away from all of that, but I, I, I've had to talk about like how it makes me feel, especially as a mother, I have a son, you know, a, 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 a young black son who I'm trying to remove and I'm trying to shelter from these pitfalls of self-medication, from these pitfalls of peer pressure, from these pit, these pitfalls of, you know, the, 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 the effects of motherfucking peer pressure, you know what I mean? Social economic fucking disadvantages. You know what I mean? Like all of these fucking things, like I'm just feeling like so, so like helpless sometimes. And I'm like, even now, like as I'm, as I'm talking about it, like I just want to do something. I'm like, yo, I got, I I have the, I started the, I just want my brothers to heal movement a few years ago with under my um, nonprofit. I just want my uh, people to heal. And yo, I got to bring that shit back. Yeah, like this has lit such a big fire under me. But anyway, back to my list. Um, I said, talk to someone about the way you're feeling. You know, like I said, get you a therapist. And the great thing about therapy right now is you can do it in most in most circumstances, you know, because of COVID, um, from the privacy of your own home, you know, via either a Zoom Microsoft, you know, all of those things. So, you know, if you're uncomfortable leaving your environment to go sit in a strange place, a new place, that's a new environment. And to talk about some shit you ain't told nobody, I I get it. You ain't got to tell me. I get it. I be understanding. Okay. I get it. This is a cool thing because you can get your feet wet with it and you can, you know, go to your favorite space in your home, somewhere quiet, somewhere where you're comfortable and you can talk and go at your own pace. So, you know, but however, if you ain't ready for that yet, that's cool. Journal. Journal. If you're not ready to talk to nobody, you don't trust nobody, you're not, you know, ready to stand emotionally naked or whatever, it's cool. Uh, journal. You know, the focal point, the main focal point is to get that shit out of you. 
to purge. We're taking in so much, so much information, so much energy, so much trauma porn, you know, watching it on TV, you know, so the public fucking lynchings, innovative lynchings is what I fucking call it. You know, new wave lynchings, you know, that's what the fuck it is. You're taking in all of this information. Now it's time to get that shit out of you. Those emotions, those feelings, you know, you talk through it, you release it. Talk about how it made you feel, how it makes you feel, what you're feeling. Get it out of you, release, you know, cleanse your aura, cleanse your space, get that feeling off of you, you know, take you a spiritual bath, cut you up some fucking, some oranges, some lemons in that bitch, you know, to, 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 to invigorate you, let them spirits and all of that, you know, smudge yourself, smudge your home. Open them windows, open them blinds, you know, if I can do a shameless plug, my online store, Black Sauce Brand, has a vast variety of various smudges, handcrafted smudges, as well as our handcrafted spiritual bath and sage alternatives. If you don't like sage, we have protection sprays. We have over cleansing sprays as well. Please visit us at www.blacksaucebrand.com and make sure you're following us on Instagram. Our handle is Black Sauce Brand. Back to our uh, podcast recording. Next, get moving. Break up that stagnant energy. You know, um, go for a walk, hit the gym, dance, take in some fresh air. Speaking of fresh air, connect with nature, go and ground. You know, if you have a backyard, if you have a park, you know, go take your shoes off and go walk in the grass, ground. You know, go buy you a plant. Please don't kill no plant. Get you a little aloe vera plant. If you're a plant killer, a cactus, you know, a pytho, you know, maybe a, 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 a palm sage, you know, something like that, that you don't have to, you know, put a lot of attention to. Maybe an air plant, you know, bamboo, so many things you can do if you're not a, a green thumb, it's all right. You know, low, low maintenance things get you ground with nature. I, I, I tell the people, my folks who, um, who follow my Hedonist Playground um, subscription, like whatever your element is, that is your healing nature. I am an earth sign. I am a Virgo. So when I heal, I turn to the earth. I ground, you know, I'll, I, with, with my products, with black sauce, I'll go and make some shit. I'll go wrap some sage. I'll go plant some shit. I'll go buy a plant. Sometimes I don't even need to go buy a plant. I go to Lowe's. <laughs> you hear about the cat ladies. Let me tell you about the plant ladies. I'll go to Lowe's. You know, um, Home Depot, Walmart, wherever they sell plants. And I will go in there to their clearance section where the plants that are on their last leg and I will prune all of them. Yes, I will go over there and I will clean them up. That makes me feel good. You know, that makes me feel good. If you're a water sign, go buy some water. You know, go put your feet in some water. Go take, that's why I say take a bath, a spiritual bath. Go for a swim, you know. Fire sign, you know, don't go blow no shit up, but light you some candles, you know, burn you some sage, burn you some palo, you know, I said light up some candles, you know, so did you some aromatherapy going? That's for air signs. I'm sorry for my air signs of the scent, the smell or be active, 
You know what I mean? Get y'all some aromatherapy. Tap into y'all's elements, okay? Connect with your element. So instead of me saying connect with nature, number eight is connect with your element and heal. Next, we're going to talk about healing. You know, get you some, get you, if you have sound bowls, listen to some sound bowls. If you don't have sound bowls, bowls, excuse me, listen to you some chime music. Me personally, you come to my house, it's like a tree house. I have plants everywhere. That's my element. So that I'm, and I work with energy a lot, either through work with clients or through um, my black sauce products, you know, creating my products. So I have to always have, you know, great energy. So I always have my, my element around me. So, um, and chime, I love chime, chime music. So I buy chimes and I hang them up in my house. And like you, I, I open my windows, you know, I may open my, my, my door for my sun deck. And especially now that the weather is better, um, when the wind comes in, you can hear the chimes. It's so fucking beautiful. If you don't have that, that's cool. Go on YouTube. Google chime music. They have chime music for everything. Chime music for depression. Chime music for sadness. Chime music for getting over a relationship. You know, chime music for loss. Just type that in. It's free. You know, and they have apps. You listen to you some nature sounds, but you can get all of this on YouTube for the free free. You know, do you get you some crystals. You know, especially my earth signs. That's another earth hack. Earth sign hack. Get you some, 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 especially some, um, some rose quartz, some, some love drawing, you know, schedule you a Reiki session, you know, because that's a total cleanse and attunement. That's going to get you right. If you can do that, schedule you a Reiki um, session. And, you know, next I got cry and release. Get that shit out of you. Like I said, cry. Oh my God. Cry. It's been times, especially like when I really started healing, especially like when I broke up, you know, my last relationship and I was like, I got to push through this shit. Like, I can't let this like, like Nicole, like we, we, we're on a mission and we doing this shit. I would work. And like, I can't tell you how many times like, and how I know that I'm sad is when I don't listen to music. If I don't have an interest in music because I love music so much, I don't want to listen to it. I know that I'm sad. And I would just be working in silence. And like, I just remember like just the tears would be coming down my face and I would just keep working because I knew it had to release. And I, I was like this, you can no longer keep saying, I don't have time to cry. I don't have time to grieve. Bitch, you need time. It's time. It's time. What Rafiki say? It's time. It's time. You know, it's time for you to do it. So that's what I did, like having that self-talk with myself and release. And the more that I released, the lighter I felt. I wasn't holding that shit in no more because I was releasing its energy. I was allowing myself to be vulnerable so that I could have self-compassion. You know, you have to have self-compassion. You have to have compassion for yourself to be vulnerable so that you can heal. You know, because healing is in vulnerability. Vulnerability is in healing. You know, once again, rest and recharge. I told y'all that when we first started. You have to rest. You have to recharge because healing takes your body, your spirit, your mental, everything through the ringer. And you have to recharge. You have to recover, you know. And when you're ready, when you're ready, connect with your friends, reconnect with your friends. But remember the boundaries. You go your pace. If you're still not ready to talk about that shit, tell them that. Hey, I'm, I'm back. I'm, you know, calling, texting, whatever. 
You know, I'm still not ready to talk, but you know, let's talk about some other stuff. What's up with you? You know, talk about, you know, uh, what's going on with them? Tell them to tell you a funny story. I'm always telling my friends that tell me something funny. And I got funny friends, so they always got funny shit to tell me. You know, you know, when they ask me, I always got some funny shit to say. So, like, that's why um, humor is big with me and my friends. Because I, I need you to, yeah. So tell me something funny. And we laugh. And it's like, whoo. And, and that also raises your, your vibration. Especially when you have friends who want the best for you. When you have high vibrational friends. You really, you don't even need to tell them. They'll know. You know, they'll be checking in on you. They'll be doing things to raise your vibrations, lifting you up, all of those things, you know. Um, that brings me to my next one. Allow someone to love up on you. You know, you're spent, you're tired, you're fragile, you know, you're frail, you're hurting, you're all of these things. And like I said, when you're being vulnerable, you know, and you're giving yourself that self-compassion, you also set the baseline for others to have compassion for you. Let them have compassion for you. Let them love upon you. Like I had to get comfortable with people hugging me. I'm a hugger, but I'm not used to people hugging me. Yeah. Just thinking about it again right now. I just, yeah. So, <laughs> but I've had to be comfortable with people hugging me. Oh my God. I love when men hug me. Like I really do. And like, I've just like, I've, so like I've been attracting like the teddy bear, not the teddy bear, like, you know, uh, Ruben Stoddard, but like those, like those, like, it's like crazy. Cause I'm smaller now. And I used to date Mr. Burns types when I was bigger, uh, when I, you know, when I weighed more. But like now that I'm smaller, like I attract those, those like, those thick dudes, those, you know, you know, like what team you play for? And I love when they hug me. I just be falling into the, oh, yes. I turn into a little girl, you know, just I allow people to hug me. I allow people to comfort me. All of these things. Yes, I am really softening up because I, I don't think I would ever be sitting here saying that. But yeah, like I just really and, and that's what I mean because I'm being compassionate with myself because I'm being vulnerable, vulnerable with myself. I'm setting the baseline. OK, I'm comfortable with feeling this way. I don't have to be strong all the time. And now I, I, I don't have to be strong all the time and I can be vulnerable, but I have someone here who will comfort me. Oh my God, look at that. Instead of pushing it away. So yes, um, hold, allow people to hold space for you. That's another thing I had to learn. You know, I'm always holding space for other people. I'm not used to people holding space for me, you know? So if somebody wants to hold space for you, let them hold space for you. You know, if you're comfortable with it, um, take your time. That's the, that's the thing is your pace, you know, take your time, um, meditate. Um, that's the last one I want to leave you all with, you know, and meditation is nothing but your conversations with your higher selves, you know, um, with your meditations, basically you're just allowing your thoughts to drift. Like imagine them just being clouds, you know, you're sitting there, you know, you're open, you're open up. Your hands are open. Don't be clenched up when you meditate. That that defeats the purpose. Open them hands. You know, loosen that neck. Loosen your body. Don't be tense. Breathe. Also on YouTube, they have guided meditation. All of this stuff is free, y'all. 
do a Google guided meditation, you know, a, a two minute, five minute, 10 minute hour, however long you got, however long you want to give it. That shit is free. Google it. Guided meditation. Let them guide you. Do your breathing and see those thoughts. And, you know, if you are um, an overthinker like me um, and those intrusive thoughts come like it, 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 it's cool. I just tell it. OK, like, you know, like you do with children. I learned that with my son. OK, I see you. I get it. I got the message, but I don't want to think about that right now. You know? And you, I, I, I want to give my other thoughts time. So I honor you, but please, I want to give my other thoughts time. You're talking to your, your higher self and you're talking to your inner child. So, you know, have, have that conversation. A lot of people meditate and they just think that they're going to step out of themselves and start talking. No, you talk. And then your mind talks back to you. You get those thoughts you know, when I meditate, that's when I get the best fucking creative juices. When I meditate, go quiet, you know, and I'm going to tell you something, the more in tune you get with your higher self, the better off you'll be with instructing yourself how to heal and recover. You know, like, like with me, when I came up here to New York, like, I just remember I was just like, so emotional, just like, oh my God, they didn't anybody, but Earl, he was trying, Earl was trying, you know? And like, I felt my higher self was like, we need a break. Cause I was in my kitchen. Um, I think I was making a uh, good dick glow oil. I was doing something in there. And I just was, I remember I was just wiping my face and stuff. I had oil all up in my eyelids and stuff. And like, I just felt like my higher self, like she'll just stop me when I'll be in the kitchen working. We're done for the night. And I listen, I don't No, 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 no. I'm just going to work until 3am. Oh, okay. Let me just do it until four. No, we're done. And sometimes it should be eight. Nine o'clock and I get my rest and I'm able to jump into it again. So listen to y'all's body, you know, and that's why I'm saying to turn that TV off. That's why I'm saying to get up off that social media. That's why I'm saying go through your diet of who you follow on social media, you know, because all of these things, they, 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 they add up to your aura and your energy meter. I'm not going to beat y'all in the head about this tonight. This is my time. Um, I noticed that I did not drop my, um, my social media networks in the beginning. Like I usually do. I just got into it. I'm sorry. You can follow me on Instagram. I am back. Oh, I've been back since January. So I need to stop saying I've been back. I'm back. Um, it's freak Nick and that's F R E Q dot N I K. So frequency, Nicole, F R E Q dot N I K. You can catch me on Twitter. That's F R E Q underscore N I K. Um, I also have a membership subscription where I blog, where, um, I drop shit in the forum, um, where I do videos. I do daily morning words. If you want to check me out over there, www.theheatinthisplayground.com. That is my women's playground for all things, body positivity, uh, sensuality, sexuality, and basically just stepping into your cosmic sexual energy and your power. Um, 
our our Instagram is um, Hedonist Playground. You are more than welcome to follow me there. Um, I do have a Black Love page. That's Black Love Effect on Instagram. And again, um, my store, Black Sauce Brand, www.blacksaucebrand.com. And lastly, I do have a sisterhood page for my sisters, and that is at a tribe called Sis. I got some other pages, but if you go to Freaknik on Instagram, in my bio, I got all, all my businesses right there. So again, at Freaknik. F-R-E-Q dot N-I-K. I hope that everybody is having a great day, a great week, wherever it is I'm catching you. If you are not, I am sending you love, light, positive energy, all of these things so that you can ascend and so that you can recalibrate. I love all of you. I appreciate you all for your support. And I would like to thank you again for tuning in to Nikki's Thoughts Podcast. Peace. Nikki's thoughts. She dives into your brain. Nikki's thoughts. She's a queen with a frame. Nikki's thoughts. Melanated and spiritually in tune. Nikki's thoughts. Unapologetic with energy like Oshun Oshun. When you hear her, you're gonna go on a journey. Nikki's thoughts.